All right, Jeff, here we sit. Joe Flacco, speaking of sitting, Joe Flacco sits last week against Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. And, you know, people want to say Deshaun Watson this, Joe Flacco. That, that's not the point. Not this week, at least. The point is, is that Joe Flacco came to Cleveland. Everyone wants to say off the couch. Okay, off the couch. Dan, and, I like Dan. Dan says off the recliner. He came out of his living room to come help this team. I got too many children for a couch. I need a recliner. The, the kids are all sitting on the couch anyways. They're probably sleeping on there if it's late at night, too, by the way. Um, you know, Flacco comes here, has one of the greatest Decembers in the history of the game. I mean, let's be honest. 300 every He's night out. Good, and, and, yeah. and considering they played five games in the month. Yep. I mean, 309, 368, 374, 311, uh, 254 in that first game against the Rams. Right? So, I mean, you look and 1,600 yards and... 13 touchdowns, yeah, eight interceptions, but 13 touchdowns. And his impact on this franchise and the organization, and, like, we look up at the tube or we're watching the show, and all of a sudden you, like, see this guy who's got 16 different Flacco shirts out there. Hody's got some wacko for Flacco shirt, don't you? Yeah, I saw you on Instagram. I do. I saw you on Instagram. I saw that. a Flacco billboard today by a company in town that does a lot of billboard work. I've heard these songs. Everything's Joe Flacco in these songs. You've got... Um, I mean, he has literally taken this town over. I mean, there's no question you can't go anywhere where somebody doesn't know who Joe Flacco is. Even foot, non-football fans is where I'm really going with that. So, Jeff, when we talk about Joe Flacco, you know, and we talk about him as a part of Cleveland history and Cleveland sports history, you brought up a point this morning that I thought was interesting, and it's it's a tough conversation, I think, sometimes because it's, it's hard to come up with names. In some ways. that That's the point of this one, yeah. That was tough. That is this the best in-season addition in Cleveland sports history? Is he the best in-season addition in Cleveland sports history? And we were going through names. It was and th- tough to come up with names. It's a tough thing to look up. And so we were doing it off the top of our heads more than anything. Right. Single... One guy who came in and changed the fortunes of a team. I can't think of anybody else. You know, I, I remember to the, this extreme. Yeah, right. You, you remember during during the LeBron run, the the first one, the Cavaliers at the trade deadline made a huge deal and brought in Delonte West, Wally Zerbiak, Joe Smith, and Ben Wallace. I mean, you, you know, you changed big percentage of your team, those guys had a huge impact. That was an in addition thing, but that was four guys. Right. You know? And I can't I can't come up with anybody's anybody who's had this kind of an impact in such a short period of time. And he's only played five games. Think about that. This whole this whole city now is about Flacco and what he's done. He's only played five games, <laughs> you know, and it it feels like more than that, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. It, it feels, feels like, like he's been here for at least half the yeah, season. Yeah, it feels like he's the guy. He's the quarterback. He's the, the guy leading this whole team. He's been here for five games. But I can't, I can't think of anybody who's it, had it, as it, big of an impact who joined a team in season. You know, Don Strzok came here in season. That was the first name that came well, to my mind for Don, Browns. Don didn't play as many games, and he wasn't as good. No. 
I, I was going basketball seems to be the way to go with this answer. I, is there anybody in season? And I can't think of baseball either. Dave because... Justice? No, Dave was before the season. Uh, Wasn't he? Was Kenny Lofton for Dave and... No, that was it. Wasn't that in the middle of the season? I don't think so. Not they made that trade in the middle of the season. Um, Only one I could possibly think of would be Andrew Miller. Miller's a good one. Andrew Miller had a big impact. Yeah, they they rode him to the playoffs. Kyle Korver, and this is not an easy conversation. No, when you think about and you go back into the history of all the Cleveland sports teams, who was a mid-season addition that's had more impact than? First of all, I think the impact is easier because it's football, and we always tend to look at that. But and you don't get the trades during the in season stuff. You'd, you'd have to be a backup. It's it's a very uh, small square to start putting names into. You think of anybody else? There are guys here and there. It's just this guy's had such a and see this is part of it. It's tough to bring a guy to mind that's had this kind of an impact. Now the guy's the quarterback, right? That's huge. And he's been really good. That's huge. And you're going to the playoffs. That's huge. Oh, the, the justice trade with Grissom and Kenny Lofton happened on March 25th, right before the start of the season. Oh, it was right before the start of the season. Okay. I don't know why I thought it was during the season. Um, and even that didn't have this kind of an impact. No, not really. Because, you know, Andrew the Miller's a pretty team good was good anyway. Andrew Miller was really good. But still not like this. You know, you're just not going to, it just didn't, doesn't happen very often. Most of the time, Andy, in season trades, most of the time, are guys to fill like a specific little need, niche, whatever, and, and help you get over the hump. That might have been what Flacco was, was signed for, but it's worked out in a, such a bigger way than than just that, you know? You were hoping that Flacco might be able to be okay and win you a couple of games and be competent. Well, they've gone four and one with Joe. And also, he's been outstanding. I also thought it was interesting what you said was the, the line from Flacco's press conference. He said, and this time of year, or this is the time of the year where this kind of stuff shows up. Obviously, there are going to be plays made and guys are going to make a name for themselves something is going to happen over the next five weeks that we're going to remember forever. Yeah. And those things uh, that you kind of see said that yesterday. I don't, I just thought that was one of those quotes yesterday. You're like, yeah, he's right. And but, because he gets cool. it right. Yeah. I mean, when you could say you were a Super Bowl MVP, you can understand that and be able to say that with confidence. Whereas other guys, you know, it's like, eh, okay. And I wonder how that plays, too. Uh, Josh is in Elyria. Hi, Josh. Hello, Josh. Hey, great hey. show, guys. Thanks, Josh. I want to, I'm want i surprised Jeff didn't get this one because Jeff usually knows it all. Huh. You do, Jeff. You're a pretty knowledgeable guy. But this guy got a presidential mention to put his shirt back on. Uh, the three-point shooter from New York, J.R. Smith. He was the last-minute addition that helped us with our playoff run. I think it was the... 14, 15 season, if I'm correct. That is absolutely season. right. Yep. 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 It was 14, 15. So I just want to add that. Yeah, I the, think the problem with JR, the, but the difference there is that he had LeBron yeah. ahead of him. That's Andy, the, you're right. Yeah. That's but true. he was, Josh, you're right. I thought JR came in 
and gave this team a, a lot of what it needed that year. He was really good. Yeah, Josh, thank you. I think Greg I, probably concurred. I just looked it up stat-wise just so that we have the, the reference on that. He played yeah. 45 games for the Caps that year when he came in and averaged, what's the point total there, 14 points a game. Hmm. But, Andy, you're right. He came into a team that was pretty established, you know? Yeah. And and, and he it came had, in as it, a secondary piece. Right. Joe is a primary piece. Joe on ended offense, up being so. the man. Yeah. yeah. Greg and Solon. You on? Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm here, and I just wanted to agree with the last caller. I think yeah. when I look at that Cavs team, I I think JR and Shump is what pushed them over. I don't think that they necessarily had it to win the chip that year. And uh, specifically, the game seven, JR in the third quarter. I mean, to me, well, he was. It wasn't. It was. Yeah, they did. They made it to the finals that year, but they didn't win it until the next year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean. But just the fact that he was him and Shump added to the team yeah. uh, without those two guys, I don't think they win the chip personally. Fair point. I, I, I think that's real fair. Yeah, you know, uh, I, you can you can find a guy to complete your team at the trade deadline, and I think that's I think that is a perfect example of it because Jr. added an awful lot, but you had Kyrie and Kevin and LeBron and Tristan. Flacco holds the offense in his hand. Andy, with where are the Browns without him right now? They're they're looking at the playoffs. They're not in the playoffs. That's correct. Yeah, there's no I would well, I would think. I don't think they're let's, in the playoffs. Let's, I would think that's the case. However, they did end up clinching a playoff spot before you even got to the last week of the regular season. So I, I don't mean to diminish what Joe did, because I don't know. If DTR had stayed healthy, if PJ had been in their playing, that if they're in the same spot. Trevor, Geneva, how are you? Good. How you doing? We're good, man. Thanks for calling. Yeah, I just wanted to say that you guys are overlooking somebody that if it wasn't for him in addition this year, we wouldn't be in a position to need Flacco, and that's Hopkins. True, but that happened right before the start of the season, right? Doesn't fit our criteria. No, he was in for the first game of the season, wasn't he? Yes. He was here for the first game of the season. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he just misses out. I agree with you, Trevor, that his impact has been unbelievable Huge. on this team. Yeah. But he was in before game one. That's right. I thought they got him after the first game. I don't believe that was the case. No. I'll double check it, though. All I right. think he came in before the start of Thank the season. Thank you, Trevor. Yeah, I, they got him before the first game. It's the same thing that I was saying. Like, it's funny how when you walk away from history, how you kind of go back and you're like, was that? Really? August 28th, yep. Yeah, it was two so, weeks before. Uh, Don's in Cleveland. Hi, Don. Hello, Donald. Hey, how are you guys doing? Good, good. Hey, appreciate you guys. Love sports talk, but we could talk into next week. There is no signing in any sport in Cleveland that, that has had the impact that signing Joe Flacco has had. Yeah, we're I trying mean, to come up with in and balled Don, out. We, yeah. I'm sorry, sir. No, no, I was going to say, we totally agree with you. That's why... When we were sitting here talking about this this morning, I'm like, Jeff, I can't think yeah. of anybody else. Don, we're not able to come up with anybody that, yeah. that's had this kind of an impact. It's great reaching in the past and, and you know, bringing up uh, Don Strzok and J.R. Smith and this guy and that guy. But this guy came in, you know, we were waiting for those wow moments with Deshaun Watson when he'd throw a ball and we'd go, wow. And we saw, like, you know, a couple balls in India, a ball in Baltimore to win the game. But the minute that Flacco stepped on the field, those first three, four balls, it was like, wow. And it hasn't stopped yet. You keep waiting for the drop-off, and he's just been balling out since he's gotten here. 
And I, I couldn't think of another free agent signing that's had the impact in Cleveland. Don, thank you. Appreciate it. I, I don't know whether it's a Cleveland thing or whatever. Don just said it. He said, you keep waiting for the ball to drop. I think it's what Don just said. Dan and I were talking about it earlier. You keep waiting for the Flacco bubble to burst. And, and I mentioned it, a buddy of mine who has Baltimore ties, the folks in Baltimore telling him, just wait, just wait, just wait. And I think Dan and I are both waiting for the Flacco bubble to burst. But I don't know that it will, Andy. I don't know that it will. When when Flacco was in Baltimore, I thought I thought the same thing about Flacco that I think about, about Baker. Well, we can talk about that a little bit. All right, let's do that. Because I, I, I think there are people out there that think that the Flacco bubble is going to I don't, and I'll tell you why. I, I don't know that it will, here. yeah. 216 2164740092, Baskin and Phelps. Andy, I got a text from my buddy Don. Don has nailed it. Okay, who is it? Well, let's go back and tell everybody. Go ahead. The, the question again is, because we were sitting around here and we're just looking at the impact Joe Flacco's had, not only on our football team, but on our community and just, you know, what he's been able to accomplish in just a month is just simply spectacular. And so the question Huge came up. Huge impact. You know, is Joe Flacco the best in-season, adi- again, in-season addition in Cleveland sports history? In season. We thought yes. You have somebody better? Yes. Okay. This isn't it, though. Oh. I thought, you know, Kenny Hill was really impactful when the Indians brought him in. And like Joe Flacco, he had a record of 4-1. and one. Kenny Hill came in from St. Louis. Traded, David Bell was traded in that deal. Yep. And he made 11 starts and, and really helped solidify that 95 pitching staff. But again, he came into a loaded team. You know, the 95 team was pretty loaded. All right, Ken, but that doesn't do the same as Joe My Flacco's buddy, team. my buddy Don. Somebody hit the nail on the head. Don's a very, very wise it. guy. Yes. Nate Thurmond. Was Don, he the difference maker on the Miracle Team? He was the difference maker on the Miracle Team. And I say that because members of the Miracle Team told me that he was. My buddy Campy Russell said, we had no idea how to win games. And Nate taught us how to win, taught us how to be pros. Hmm. And we'd have never done it without him. Don, well done. Nate Nate Thurmond, more impactful than Joe Flacco. To this point. Thank you. There it is. To this point. To this point. The miracle of Richfield never happens without the acquisition of Nate Thurmond. But let's be honest, if they can just win two playoff games and get to the AFC championship game. Even just one, right? No, I'd say you got to win two. Two. All right, I'll give it to you. What were we going to say, Dan? Uh, George up on the X had the same thing of Nate Thurman. Nate Thurman. George, there you go, George. Is that a X mensch? Is it? I'm asking you. I'm just. You're the one that determines that. Okay, I'll say no, then it's not. Um, let's go to Rich and Astrobula. Hey, Rich. Don, thanks for that. George, thank you. All right, guys, great show today. Hey. Um, you guys are talking about if Flacco's bubble will burst. Yes. I'm going to say no for a simple reason. He's out saying, I'm having fun. This is great. I feel 10 years old. I don't think he's serious yet. He's going to be very, very dangerous. Come Saturday at 430, you're going to see a totally different Flacco. 
Oh, I don't, I don't know. That I don't I want, want to. to. Yeah, what are you talking about? <laughs> we don't want to. Rich, thank you. Congratulations on hitting the uh, the uh, casino there. If he's just been messing around, well, just keep messing around. Yeah. Don't get serious. I, I, I th- don't I, change a dang thing. So when we we talked about whether you think the, the his bubble is going to burst or not, and if you can hop in on this if you want to. 216-474-0092. 216-474-0092. I think the reason I don't think it's going to burst is because the the Browns defense has kind of it's given compens- him a security it's, blanket. It's compensated for maybe some throws that he maybe shouldn't be making or doesn't or, or makes that have been intercepted. So the defense has been good enough to stymie the offenses that we've been seeing yeah. over the last couple of weeks. So I just I think three is that magic number three four four is trouble, four is big trouble. Three is manageable. Two or one or zero would be outstanding when it comes to turning the ball over. But you know when you're sitting here and you're trying to figure it out, I think Joe Flacco can bring you back from down fourteen. Uh, you know part of that is too. Yeah, with you know his, Andy, I think the, you're right with his turnovers. If the turnovers happen on the other side of the fifty, I'm not half as worried as I am when they're on the other side. You know it's just. The position he plays, everything that's happened at quarterback this year for this team, the way he has played here, you know, do they make the playoffs if they don't get Flacco? I, I think the answer is probably no. But I, you know, we, I, we can't say that because the defense has been so good, and they won. They went two and one with PJ Walker as the main quarterback. You know, I, and that might be another reason for having faith in Flacco. Yeah, and and they. You know, they had a meaningless game the last week of the regular season. This team still could have made the playoffs without Flacco. But, man, they're sure a different-looking offense with him out there. The Dustin Hopkins part of it kind of bums me out, too. Like, I even have more confidence in Flacco if Hopkins is out there just because of his success on the other side of the 50. I I mean, just think about that. When Hopkins was kicking Jeff, we would cross the 50, and we're like, eh, we're almost in field goal range. We're right got, there. Got a chance. I and I can't remember ever feeling that. And way. we don't know Riley Patterson well enough to have that kind of confidence. No, I just game. don't have. But I do think get me to the forty, I'll feel good. I'll be all right. You know, get me there. Just get me there and give me the opportunity. Uh, let's go to Dolly in Cleveland. Hi, Dolly. Hello, Hello Dolly. Dolly. Hi. How are you? Good. You know, I watch. This sounds a little crazy, but I watch him with his family, Joe Flacco, and yeah. I think that he plays like a kid, and. It's a great thing right now because he's winning games. And you wouldn't think he would win games, but he's doing it. And I think he's going to do amazing on Saturday because he's so family-oriented and he enjoys the crowd. He loves the fans. And I think we're going to do great on Saturday. So you, are you just saying, Dolly, that he's in the right headspace to be a winner for this team right yes, now? That's definitely what they need. in the right headspace. All right. That works. Definitely. Dolly. All right. Thank you, Dolly. Appreciate you calling in. Um. Let's go to Josh in Grand River. Hi, Josh. Good afternoon, fellas. Hey, man. So, Joe, Joe Flacco has a 90.2% QB rating right now. When he won the Super Bowl with the Dirty Purple Birds, his QB rating was 90.2. Oh, he is on. Goodness. He is on track to win us a Super Bowl. As long as we can eliminate turnovers, we have a defense that is an ironclad defense, and as long as everybody plays together... Everybody's starting to talk about how they're afraid of the Cleveland Browns, how they're afraid of the Cleveland Browns. You better be afraid because it's our year. Josh, get in that locker room, man. Go fire him up. You're the one who's running through the hoop for us. Thank you, Josh. Have a good one, guys. You too.
this town has absolutely embraced him, loves him. And let's just hope he has a great game. You know, the last the, thing I want is the season to be over on Saturday. The, the coolest thing about it to me, this town has embraced a guy who used to play for the Baltimore Ravens, and that's almost a non-factor here. That, and you know, I, I've professed my hatred for the Baltimore Ravens. It's not even a factor. We've we've got this guy who's come in here who Denver thought, no, nah, that's not going to work. Who the Jets thought, no, nah, that's not going to work. So much so that we're not going to keep him once we bring in Aaron Rodgers. That's too much money. Let's get rid of him. Aaron goes out. No, we're not going to call Joe. We're going to play Zach Wilson. And he's come in here after, after Andy, four pretty lousy seasons for him personally compared sure. to what he had before. Right. And, again, he, he threw the ball well for the Jets last year. But after four fairly lousy seasons, man, he's found himself again. That's a, that's a great story. You know, it really. He's a great story. And then the you NFL know, as gave him said, up, Andy. They yeah. gave him up. Oh, they did. If I would have told you in the beginning of the year that a former Ravens quarterback would be the guy that would lead you to the playoffs at the end of the year, and that you'd be playing Houston, and no one would be saying a word about Deshaun Watson going into the game, you would have told me that I'm absolutely crazy. Yeah. And yet, that's where we are as we head into this weekend's game on Saturday uh, against the Houston Texans. Let's go. Uh, we're going to go back to the other conversation. We're, we're kind of juggling two. One, do you think? Uh, Joe Flacco's uh, bubble could burst here. If anyone's concerned about that, I'm not. I just I don't feel that way because I think the team is set up that he it, it kind of can't. As unless he you know throws every ball to the other team, I think we're okay. Yes, we know that he throws interceptions. I get it. I understand it. But the defense has been so strong and so good, and the opportunity to get Grant Delpit back, uh, as we found out today, that he has been what's elevated off of the off the injured reserve. Right, elevated isn't it? For some reason, it seems weird, the, the word that we use on that. But um, that, you know, now you're in a position where the defense can compensate maybe for some offensive errors that you would get with Joe Flacco that traditionally he's had. Let's just face it. If Flacco doesn't have any errors, we're in good shape. On the other side of the ball, C.J. Stroud doesn't make a lot of errors. He doesn't throw the ball to the other team very often. So the Browns are going to have to take advantage of every opportunity they have, but they've got to take care of the football. We've said that week in and week out, but yet they still win even in the games yeah. where they don't take care of the football. It's an odd way to win in the NFL. Mike is in Collinwood. What's up, Mike? Mike. Hey, love your show. Thank you. Thank um, you I just want to throw a quick name in for most impactful player going back to our parents' days, and that's Satchel Paige in 1948. Uh, I think he went like 6-0 and in August. He was really good here. They ended up winning uh, the World Series. So and, if and like, wins the yeah. Super Bowl, he can take he can take over as number one, but until then, I'll I'll vote for Satchel Paige for most impactful. All right, thank you again. The the kind of the rules around it uh, were that oh, this did, is really weird. I got it. Did he come in in season, Andy? Are you looking? So in nineteen forty nine, he didn't play in nineteen fifty. I'm just looking at his stats. Satchel came in. He was like forty years old when he got here. What, right. Well, uh, thirty one games pitched that year. In what, 48? In 49. Okay. In 48, he pitched 21. When did he come in? You're asking that. I and don't see it. This is really hard for me to look at. So I went to Satchel Page's stats, Yeah. and it came up Guardians. That's a pain. I, I don't know. Is that, is that, does that seem weird? Am I okay with that? Yeah. Is that, that, no, sorry? Yeah, is that weird for that, me, that, Dan? No, nah, we, we work off the Associated Press rule, which is if it's before, what was it, 21? Yeah. 
if it's before twenty one, it's Indians. If it's after, mm-hmm. we that's how the AP looks at it. That's how I look at it. Um, looking in forty eight. I know this is fun radio. In forty eight, he was six and one. In twenty one games and seven starts. Yeah, so thirty one, so forty nine for sure. But again, he came into a loaded team, and oh, that's true too. I, I don't know when is. But yeah, how can you say the Browns aren't a loaded team on defense? Uh, because they, Andy, they were, you know, floating around five hundred. So I, it's not like they were, you know, a primo bunch. I had to run out of the room for a quick second to take care of some stuff. And hold on, Satchel was a midseason acquisition. Was signed on July seventh. Okay. Somebody on X had a interesting one that I don't know if it came up. Of course, our expansion is powered by Shiba Jewelers, Cleveland's premier jewelry store. You can always send us something on the show at CLE Talking Heads. Um, a dog on Twitter sent this one in of Channing Fry. Did anyone bring up Channing Fry? Uh, Again, no. he had LeBron ahead of yeah, him. That's yeah, the hard part. Yeah. But, like, like, but there was a, I think there was a big piece that came out. I forget where it was that I was reading it about his, how his attitude Fry was. brought the team together. Yeah, and they it, remember he was texting everybody. The, the, yeah, and, the talk yeah. was that the team was somewhat fractioned. Right at the time, you know, there were all these little different, you know, different clicks, and all of a sudden, Channing started texting everybody and putting everybody on a group chat, and his presence bonded the team as one. And who else? I mean, we wouldn't know anything about wine if it wasn't for Channing. I think we have three really good ones, though. I I think Nate Thurman's the most impactful. Flacco can change that. Satchel Page is really good. Uh, I've Never seen Satchel Page pitch except in an old timers game in film. So. All right, well, I'll continue on. If you want to talk a little bit more about this, the most impactful in season, Joe Flacco's bubble, and then I have a question about Jim Harbaugh that we were going to talk about yesterday. We're going to get to that. And Chris Rose, one o'clock, two one six four seven four double o ninety two, Baskin and Phelps. Mike Frables, available for work. Go figure out. And and the transfer portal, of course, is delivering some of the best players in the nation to Columbus. Nick Wilson and Spencer German break down the big college football headlines. Did you make that up on your own or is is that in the script? Is Vrabel one of those? What? Uh, The delivering the best college football players. Is that in the script? It says right here. Transfer portal is delivering some of the best football players in the nation at Columbus. Oh, I just thought that was interesting. I thought that was all very witty on your part. No, Never mind. Keep going. No, it's not. It's yes. witty on the Pooh Boss part, apparently. All right. All right. Uh, Nick and Spencer breaking down the big college football headlines. The new Sons of the Shoe podcast. Uh, follow Sons of the Shoe on 923thefan.com, the Odyssey app, and wherever you get your podcasts. Monday night, Michigan wins the national championship, right? Jim Harbaugh has had a crazy season. Yeah. Uh, you know, the whole cheating scandal for whatever yeah. it's worth. Yeah. Um, was, it, was it him or was it Memorex? I don't know. Uh, my question for you. Yes, sir. And I'm going to ask you this after I talk to Roosevelt because Roosevelt's been waiting for a while. My question for you is if you were Jim Harbaugh, would you go to the NFL? Hi, Roosevelt. How are you? How you fellas doing? We Roosevelt. are good. Good. Listen, let me explain a little something to you. You got a lacking this Joe Flacco thing to a neighbor that you never liked when he was with the Ravens, okay? But your house catches on fire, and this neighbor comes over and helps put your house out, and he saves your house. So now you're with him. You know, that's your best friend, okay? Uh, 
uh, and as far as the backup kicker and all of that, don't worry about that. Because if this guy is called on to kick a 50-yarder, he's going to make it. This team is on a mission. No player has stepped in for another player that went down this season and didn't do his job. Don't even worry about it. It's nothing to trip about. This uh, team is built to go where they're going, and that's to the Super Bowl nonstop. All right, you have no question. Now, I am going to tell you the NFL gives the Browns a 4.4% chance of making it to the Super Bowl, but we don't care about those kind of stats, do we? We don't even care about that. That means no. nothing. This team is on a mission. Believe me, I'm 71 years old. I ain't got time to wait on 10 or 15 <laughs> more years to get a Super Bowl. Hey, come you know on, Roosevelt. Saying? Maybe you do. Let's get it, Let's get it now. All right, Roosevelt, you got them in the Super Bowl. That's all that matters. Right. Who are they beating in the Super Bowl? Anybody from the NFC. You can mix them all up together. We're going to take them all on. Good Anybody answer. over there. It all don't right. matter. We're going we're gonna to play the NFC All-Stars in the Super Bowl, man. It's going to be awesome. That, we might as well because we're going to win. It don't matter. And bring on the college <laughs> All-Stars, too, just like hey. the good old days. <laughs> Goodbye, Roosevelt. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Roosevelt. Roosevelt's <laughs> cutting himself short. I don't think we've we've had any, like – depressing or bummed out phone calls this week that I can think of off the top of my head. Well, what's there to be bummed out about? Because I, I, you know someone's like, well, I don't think they're going to win. Wait till Monday. Houston's got this. Things don't go well. Wait I call Monday. Uh, On Monday it'll be, I called you last week and told you they weren't going to win. Nobody wanted to listen <laughs> to me. Always me. Nobody listens. Right? Oh, I told you about Baker Mayfield. Look at that. Tampa won, Browns, you know, blah, 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 right? It's coming. It's in the bank, man. <laughs> it is absolutely in the bank. All right, let's go back uh, to Jim Harbaugh. And, you know, there's talk about this, you know, there's a contract sitting there, a gigantic contract sitting there um, for him if he wants to stay at, sign some kind of 10-year deal with Michigan for like $125 million, is what I read yesterday. It's old. Would you stay at Michigan if you were Jim Harbaugh? Oh, he is con- the steam is coming out of his ears. No. You would not stay at Michigan. No. Wow. Okay. Why? Oh. Because he got suspended twice this year, right? NCAA is keeping an eye on him. I, I even, I'm not, I don't even remember exactly what the first one was all about. There was something that he did with a recruit, right? That he bought him dinner. I, I, I'm sorry. You're allowed to pay guys millions of dollars to come to your school now. I mean, that's legal. That's okay. But there was some kind of a recruiting violation. How can there be a recruiting violation when the NIL allows you to pay a guy seven figures to come play for you? Because the school didn't is not allowed to buy the hamburger, but the collective could. Remember that. The school can't do it. The collective can't. But if you're on campus, can't you get it? it must school have been, it must can't have been. buy it. The collective can't. Hey. Hey, kid. Let me, let me buy you, you a double cheeseburger. Can't yeah, you feed a kid who's on an official recruiting? You want fries with that? Here you go. Enjoy that. Oh, wait a minute. I just got myself in trouble. But here's your check for three mil. <laughs> I mean, how absurd. The, the only way he should stay at Michigan, Andy, is if he just loves it. If he loves coaching the younger guys, if he loves the recruiting process, 
if he loves being back at his alma mater, then he should stay put. But if he thinks, hey, this is great, but boy, I sure liked being the coach of the 49ers too, then he should go to the NFL. I, I, there was genuine passion with him and the rest of the coaching staff throughout the season, especially in the games that they won, which were all of them, uh, when Harbaugh wasn't on the sideline. I, I don't know. If I'm him, I'm out. I, it's, just, it's, it's a lot of garbage. It, it sure is. It feels like a lot of garbage. When you're allowed to pay these guys NIL money, how can there be any recruiting violations? Dan, I know what you said. You're right. Well, but this isn't why, about... Why is that even is the more, case? I mean, this is about the cheating stuff, too. Yeah, well, okay. I, I, I mean, I'm going to... I, I, I cheating, feel like... Trying. I don't know. I feel like I'm going to get thrown out of my Ohio State fandom for some of the things. I just don't... So what? Some Yahoo goes and starts taping signs with his camera and pays a lot of money for tickets and wants... Okay. so Okay. So that's all done. So all of that is done. This is a completely different thing that took place, and it does go back to the hamburger. But the main thing with it is, according to sources at ESPN, Wolverines coach Jim Harbaugh faces a level one violation for allegedly not cooperating or misleading the NCAA investigation and that's about what the got, alleged and violations. And that's what got Trestle in trouble, the same thing. Right, which are considered less serious. Uh, Michigan in August imposed a three-game suspension of Harbaugh and a one-game suspension for their offensive coach, Sharam Moore, as part of a negotiated result. So that's the other side. Is the NCAA is still going to look into this. Now, Lord knows how long that's going to take. You know why? The because NCAA. the NCAA is trying to remain relevant. You're yeah. paying your players. They're not relevant in college football. They have nothing to do with you're, the playoff. You're paying your players huge money. And, Andy, you're right about the playoff. Jeff, so, what, what, come on. Let's not forget, too. Billable. Hours. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, I, I don't know. I, 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 I just I feel like it's a weird spot. You've known me for a long time, Jeff. I, I you know, I really like Andy, Ohio I've State. known you way back in the day. I've always liked Ohio State. I'm an Ohio State fan. I'm still an Ohio State fan. I'm not going to change the way I feel about it. But I mean, I just I've got to tip my cap to Michigan. They went through a ton of adversity. If Ohio State had gone through this, I would feel the same way about Ohio State. And Ohio State didn't win. Like, we didn't beat them this year. So it is what it is. And as much as Michigan had to respect Ohio State for all those years Ohio State was beating Michigan, okay. I mean, this is what rivalries are about. They're not always fun. You know, otherwise there wouldn't be rivalries. There wouldn't be there, – there'd be no relevance. You sit and you, be, you beat the same team over and over and over again. Eventually that other team's going to win. It's just the odds are going to happen. And I, I like I'm listening to Lima. Oh my God, man, he is just over the top thinking that the Ohio State football That's dynasty, your guy, man. that Ohio State is now forever done. They're not forever done. Come on, a month ago before didn't, the Michigan didn't Rod game, Rod Stewart sing a song about that. What was which one was it? Young Turks. Forever done. Oh, forever young. No, that's Sorry. just my cooking. Um, I, I just I, I I'm give Michigan the props. Congratulate them. They were 15 and 0. They won. And now you wait till next year for your shot at them. Figure out again. how to beat them. And then the other, you know, I'm listening to him talk about how um, you know, eh, you've got one job to do and beat them in Michigan and beat them in the end of the year. Now what happens? Now what happens if you have to play them twice? So are are you going to fire a coach? Let's just say Ohio State loses to Michigan again in the Big 10 but yet still makes the the tournament of 12. And then they've got to face Michigan again, but then beat them in the playoffs. 
or beat them in the championship. Well, it doesn't mean anything. We didn't beat them during the regular season. That's ridiculous. That's absolutely ridiculous. And I don't even know. Are the conference championships going away? Who knows how this thing's going to play out? Yeah, we have no I mean, idea. we heard the coaches talk this year about well, maybe Ohio State and Michigan aren't going to play each other at the end of the season anymore. I'm not giving up on Ohio State football, and I don't think that the end of the world is there for Ohio State. Man, I'm listening to Lima this morning, the last two days. You just you, you think, oh, my God, is Ohio State even going to have football next year? Maybe they should drop the program. Come on, man. I love you. But – the, you know, the, the earth... Don't don't call him out when he's not here to come in and yell well, at us. I, no, I told him. I'll tell him to his face. I don't care. He's probably, he's, uh, what time? Oh, it's it's almost, there's a one o'clock feeding at his house. So that's what he's got right now. And that's his. <laughs> so, I mean, I look at that. If I'm Harbaugh, though, I mean, if I'm Harbaugh, I would leave now. I, I would, depending on the money for the NFL, if that's what he wants to do. Yeah, Remember, he it said. Gets, it gets back to that, Andy. He just might love being on campus, you know? He just might love it. Remember, his father was a lifetime college football coach. Oh, and a champion. And a champion. Let me leave you with this one thought, too, before we go over to Dan there for a second. I, as much as I hate the Ravens and I hate Michigan, I did think it was a really cool moment when his brother got to the game and he hugged him and they got that on camera. I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. I am an Ohio State fan, but there are some things that are bigger than football. Okay, what do you got? Browns offensive coordinator Alex Van Pelt has said Jeff Driscoll would be the number two quarterback going forward. Really? Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Yep. That goes against their own depth chart they put out earlier in the week. Those yep. things are worthless. Oh, I know. Daryl said that to us, too. Well, let's talk about that when we come back. Jeff Driscoll is your backup quarterback. Huh. I don't know if you saw that coming or not. Did he do enough last week to make you think that he should be? Plus, you know who we're talking to. Chris Rose. He'll join us next. Baskin and Phelps.